other side of midnight with Frank Morano. She turned 37 years old two days ago. Can you believe that? Carly Rae Jepsen. She's one of those people that always seems eternally youthful. The same can be said for Christina Fontanelli. Uh, Christina Fontanelli is a magnificent actress, opera, opera singer, television presenter, you name it. If it's to be done in the world of entertainment, Christina Fontanelli has done it. Christina, it is great to see you. Thanks for coming in uh, studio so early in the morning. Well, it's quite an experience, Frank. It's wonderful to be here. How would you describe New York in the middle of the the wee hours of the morning as compared to what it's like in the middle of the day? Well, you know what? It really looked actually tranquil and I didn't see anything too scary. You know, that's the, the way, way I feel about it. Isn't, <laughs> yeah. that, isn't that funny? Uh, yeah. That is absolutely the way uh, that I feel about, uh, about New York at this time of the morning. It's incredibly peaceful. Now, I think a lot of people are familiar with you. You perform with everybody. You perform with our colleague Joe Piscopo. You perform with Tony Bennett. You performed at the White House under, I think, three different presidents. You've been uh, recognized all over the world. What I think a lot of people may not know the story of is how you got started in music. How long have you been performing? Oh, well, I, I, you know, a long time. <laughs> I'm laughing because you were speaking about guitar on the, before. Right. Believe it or not, I sang in guitar. I, I am not the least bit surprised. <laughs> I really did. I was actually in guitar when Frank Sinatra passed away, and my mother, Francesca, God rest her soul, was from Hoboken. So I was reading, like, the they call it the expats newspaper, you know, the English newspaper, mm-hmm. And I saw Sinatra Park, I'm like in the hotel in Qatar, on tour with the Ambassadors of Opera. And uh, it was quite an experience. Wait, Qatar has, or, or Qatar, has Qatar, a Sinatra Park? No, no. They were writing about the fact that he passed away. And Sinatra oh, Park was right in Hoboken. I see. Gotcha. So gotcha, I'm gotcha. sitting in Qatar in the hotel got Qatar, it, got Qatar, it, got Qatar and, and reading about Frank passing and my mother's there in Hoboken. It was kind of surreal, you oh, know. I can imagine. And then I went out and sang opera arias for all the Now you are an incredible singer in both English and Italian. Uh we're gonna let folks uh hear some of your musical stylings in just a minute. Do you have a preference for which language you prefer to sing in? Well Frank, you know what? Um Italian is the original language of Bel Canto great singing. So I think you know when when you speak when you sing in Italian it just brings out the tonality of the voice the most and I mean, of course I love to sing in English because I'm communicating with my fans in the United States and the parts of the world that speak English 
but actually I'm known for Italian music. Italian has been my whole career, practically, being Italian. But I sing in nine languages. Nine so languages? I, I do. Uh, how many I, languages do you speak in? I speak fluent Italian now. I speak some French. I never used it enough. And some German, some Spanish. I learned enough Japanese to entertain in Japan and to sing um, several songs in Japanese and Korean. I learned key phrases like, how are you, ladies and gentlemen? You know, like How difficult is it to sing in a language that you're not conversant in? Oh, it's very difficult because if... If there's somebody in the audience that actually knows the words, you're always worried that you are substituting a vowel and it's a curse word instead <laughs> of a, you know, like, a, and believe it or not, Japanese is very much like Italian. Is that right? Yeah. Th- their vowel system, I-A-E-O-U, you know, <laughs> I, I, I I, I, you know, I can see some of the similarities in terms of uh, a lot of the vowels that they use there. You, those similarities don't seem to translate to a lot of uh, a lot of foods, though. Japanese food has oh, no, a very different. No. I was always starving in Japan. I hate to say <laughs> it. The reason I became an opera singer was be- actually I started out. I wanted to be an actress. You said, "How did I start?" I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And I really wanted to be an actor, they they call it now. But I kept getting these notes, you have to lose 15 pounds. You have to. I said, you know what, I'll just be an opera singer. You can act, you can sing, and you can eat the lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you also studied at Juilliard, right? I did study at Juilliard. I studied mostly, it was uh, extension courses. I studied like music theory, and I had private singing lessons. Mm which have become part of my act when I appear at 54 Below. And, you know, I used to sing at Fine Signs at the Regency. And um, because my training was was a little bit spotty, my road to vocal perfection (laughs) was colorful, to say the least. uh, By the way, we're talking with Christina Fontanelli. If you want to learn more about her, you can go to the website, uh, ChristinaFontanelli.com. That's Christina with no H. And uh, if you've not seen uh, Christina Fontanelli at Feinstein's, I think it was probably best described by Forbes magazine. Uh, Christina Fontanelli at Feinstein's is like seeing a cross between Maria Callas and Ethel Merman. She has no equal. And I, I think that's certainly, certainly true. Uh, hey, tell me about this show that you're doing on December 17th at Lincoln Center. Yes. Thank you, Frank. It is the 19th annual Christmas in Italy, it's called. Um, I had an inspiration 19 years ago to preserve the great songs of Italy because I sang at an event where there was a New York Times reporter and I sang what I thought was a very famous song called Torna a Sorriento. And um, he he loved it, but he came up to me and said, what is that? What is that? And I had to explain it's a Neapolitan song. So I created this concert. I said, when can we do this? Oh, Christmas, yes, family time. We'll, we'll do a matinee. The grandparents will come, the aunts, and that's what's happened. Tell me the name of that song again. Torna Sorriento. Torna Sorriento. Uh, we actually have a bit of uh, Christina Fontanelli singing Torna Sorriento. This 
This is magnificent. I can see why uh, why the New York Times and other reviewers were so taken by it. So uh, you're going to be uh, performing this on Saturday, December 17th. There's two shows that day as part of uh, the 19th annual Christmas in Italy. Yes, it's my it's I produce it. We have children. Hundreds of children have appeared. They dance to Dominic the Donkey and other. Oh, I uh, love it. Yes, and and they sing uh, to Shendi dalle Stelle, the Italian Christmas Carol, and other things. And it's actually through my foundation, the Christina Fontanelli Foundation, that um, I did this for so many years. And then finally, I said, I can see I need to create this foundation because we're doing good work. We have hundreds of kids. They've even danced and sung at Carnegie Hall. Who do you benefit? Who do who benefits from the Christina well, Fontanelli? Well, we have the children that have these performance opportunities. The mission statement is to produce these family-friendly productions across the spectrum of the media. It can also be film. We have a little film that's streaming and maybe some animation in the future, but also to raise the awareness of the scientifically proven benefits, healing benefits of classical music in the arts. That's terrific. If people want to learn more about that, they can go to... The Christina Fontanelli Foundation dot org again. It's Christina with no H. So if you want tickets to see uh, Christina Fontanelli on December seventeenth, you can go to purplepass dot com or you can call eight hundred three one six eight five five nine. That's eight hundred three one six eight five five nine. You've also become uh, sort of a staple on PBS stations around the country. Tell people about the work that you're doing and have done with PBS. Yeah, I love PBS. As a matter of fact, once again, being Italian was the thing that got me on PBS because I was hired to sing at a special event, a donor cocktail party at the Pompeii exhibit in Times Square. Mm. So I went there with my mandolin player and my pianist and and I was singing. But my trademark also was to speak to the audience. So the producer came up. He happened to be there that day and he said, we need your energy. We need." So he put me right in Central Park for Andrea Bocelli's incredible special with Celine Dion and, you know, David Foster. I was one of five distinguished PBS hosts. I was the greenest one. (laughs) I had no experience. As a matter of fact, the director said, tone it down. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, they need my my energy. (laughs) And then I saw his face, so I just toned it. I became (laughs) right instantly on the spot. A PBS presenter, you know what I'm saying? And then I interviewed Il Volo for the first time. You know, the group of wonderful young men now. They're incredible. But um, they had me come in because they felt like they needed somebody that could speak Italian, which I learned to do through the years from singing. And um, then I hosted a Michael Buble special, and I did a Qigong, Qigong. They tell me they raised a lot of money because well, I was... <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So can people see you on PBS regularly these days? No, not really. I mean, unless they call me in for these specials. Mm-hmm. We were working on possibly filming this Christmas in Italy, and uh, I might really want to, especially with my foundation, to create new products. You know, they need uh, content. So, yeah, I I don't know when the next one will be, but they'll probably be calling me. I feel like I'm part of their family now. So even though I'm not of uh, – even though I'm of Italian descent, I am not fluent in Italian. I'm barely conversant in Italian. And my dad, my grandmother, they were all great fans of opera. And I never really – I never really took to it uh, because, you know, when I would try to watch it on PBS or, or on television – 
it was it's certainly beautiful singing, and they would have subtitles at the bottom. But I don't know. It was a little bit di- difficult for me to follow the story um, in when they're singing in a in a foreign language. But I've always been told that if you go to an opera, that's a very different experience, and that kind of will make you a believer in opera. One, do you think that's true? And two, what advice would you give to an opera layman who would like to learn more about opera and become a an opera fan? I think that people, I mean, when I first started, I didn't love the opera. I did not love the opera. And I, it, I loved the spoken word, which is why I gravitated towards the, the you know, theater. But opera, you have to approach and not have intimidation, not be intimidated. Just let the melody sink into your soul, you know. And um, it's, it's, I don't know if it's an acquired taste. You have to go to see something that's accessible like La Boheme. Is that a good one to start with? Oh, it is a good one. Just like the movie Moonstruck, mm-hmm. where when he takes Cher on a date to, sure, at, uh, the Met. to at the Met to La Boheme, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's uh, simple. It's a simple, beautiful story. It's a love story. And, um, one of the things that I always highlight, because I'm in, I'm really into now spreading this awareness, is that literally when you listen to this music, opera, classical music, your blood pressure goes down, your <laughs> cholesterol goes down. I always tell my audience, if there's any criminals in the audience, there's going to be less crime here today. And <laughs> these are all proven facts, actually. Uh, that is outstanding. <laughs> I was talking with Christina Fontanelli. She's appeared on stage with just about everybody over the years. She's been described as a vocal genius by the New York Sun. She's been awarded just about every award there is uh, to be given in entertainment. And uh, she is performing December 17th at Lincoln Center. Now, you alluded to the fact that uh, being an opera singer gives you the luxury of enjoying lasagna. I know you performed <laughs> all over all over Italy. There are some pretty significant differences between northern Italian cuisine and southern Italian cuisine, aren't, oh, yes. aren't there? Oh, there sure are. Yeah, you know, Do you have a preference? I do. I, I don't love the cream sauces that uh-huh. come from the north. I You know, I enjoy it, but it's not my go-to. Gotcha. We like our marinara, you know, like... We come. I come from the south. Where, same, do you same. know? Yeah, same. Your parents. Uh, yeah, Naples. Yeah. Both, Naples. both sides. Yeah. There you go. So you have to come because we have we have mandolins. You see, I love it. Christmas in Italy, we have the three mandolin players, uh, an accordion, guitar. You know, like the piano. Very folksy. Very traditional. When we do those Neapolitan songs, oh, you would just. You would feel it in your bones. You know, obviously, I, you know, I just basically sit here on the radio and talk and take phone calls. Uh, you have to do a whole different wide range of performances as a, as an entertainer. But when you're in, in, in a performer in any respect, there's all sorts of unforeseen things that happen all the time. There was once an instance where you were singing at a surprise birthday party when smoke broke out and there was a fire scare. Tell us what happened. Yes, yes. Well, I was called, you know, spur of the moment to sing at a wonderful person's birthday party, a socialite in Southampton. And actually, she really wanted to get on page six. (laughs) Well, it happened because... You can't make this up. It was in a clothing boutique where that we were celebrating, and they started these. Um, what do you, what do you call those fire um, sticks? You know what? Do you, what do you? Like Twizzlers, sparklers, sparklers, sparklers. Yeah. sparklers. And all of a sudden, I was singing "Happy Birthday." We can't make this up. I hit the last high note, 
literally, and the fire <laughs> alarm started going off. The smoke started. We all run out on the street in quiet Southampton. The fire trucks come, and the next thing you know, page six of the New York Post. That was the surprise. That is phenomenal. Uh, thankfully, there was no fire and and a great story to tell. If you want to see Christina Fontanelli on December 17th, you could certainly do so. Go to purplepass.com for tickets. You could also call 800-316-8559. I imagine being a performer that's performed all over the world, you become a little bit of a, a student of uh, of cinema. How would you describe it? I know you've done a couple of movies yourself. How would you describe the differences between American cinema and Italian cinema? <laughs> Well, it's almost like the difference between American life and Italian life because Italian cinema is, uh, well, you know, it's real and that's how people acted, especially the Fellini movies. You know, we, we're a little, we're over the top. Mm-hmm. We can be over the top, you know. The Americans or oh, the Italians. Or the We're'd... Italians, but in a, in a, I think in a sweet way, you know, uh, with the emotional range that Italians are known for and I, as far as the cinema, I'm not a, I'm not technically an expert to say, but I'm really proud of the fact that it was like a childhood dream come true that I won two Best Actress awards in international film festivals. I was cast in a short comedy called Santino, where I play the opera singer cousin that comes to lunch with a family on Staten Island. Oh, that's terrific! As a Staten Islander, I have to check that out. You I've really not seen this. I do have to check that out. How, how can I see that? Is that a, well? Is that it, anywhere? Right now, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. It, yeah, it's I'll on YouTube. It Santino and um, my character didn't speak. Every line that I had, if even if I said "Who's coming to the door?" I sang it. You know, I sang it. In Italian. I love it. That's great. I'm going to check that out. Santino on uh, on YouTube. Christina Fontanelli. It is always a treat to see you. Wishing you the best of luck with your show on December 17th. I hope a lot of our listeners will come. Thank you so much, Frank. Th- uh, thank you, and uh, we'll leave you with this rendition of Ave Maria from Christina Fontanelli. Side of midnight. 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 Midn